my first thoughts are more or less the same as his, and that was that uh, he doesn't want this to be celebrated. He wants people to remember that there are a lot of people in South Africa with mixed emotions today, uh, family members with very heavy emotions. But he's, he's relieved that uh, that it's over and that he uh, can uh, try to live a normal life. But um, he's been involved with the National uh, prosecuting authorities missing persons unit for a number of years now so he has uh, from time to time been out to assist with finding dead people finding bodies uh, finding stories uh, trying to in some other way address and uh, the you know the, the, the damage that was inflicted on society in the past so uh, yeah it's a, we, we 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 relieved that it's it's over but we we're not uh, irresponsible about it i think it's 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 now the time to reflect on on also the emotions of other people you speak as a political analyst at university of johannesburg but you're also a close friend of eugene de Kock. how did that relationship begin i uh, i i followed his trial and i uh, followed uh, the, the truth commission where he was uh, uh, involved and uh, I listened one day to F.W. de Klerk speaking about South Africa or the past and apartheid and there was this conflict in me there was one person who said I'm sorry what I've done and explained what he's done and it sounds brutal what he's done and then there was somebody sitting there a politician in a suit and a tie and he was almost unapologetic about it, it's almost as if he found justification for apartheid as if he wanted to eat to sound better than it really was, he would, he would refuse to ask unconditional apology, given uh, uh, given unconditional apology. It's as if he wants to reserve something good in the past and want to explain himself in terms of that. And the contrast was just tremendous to me. And then, uh, in some other way, I got uh, contacted by Eugene Cook because uh, he heard how I. Uh, felt about uh, his position and where he was and what happened in the past. And he said that he agrees with me that uh, uh, there's only one way to go, and that's to say I'm, I'm truly sorry for regardless of how I think about it, but it's how you experienced it. And that uh, that uh, really was something that resonated with me, and I, I, be, I, I thought I can be friends with somebody that thinks like that about it. And then we started the process of... Um, of see if we can address some of the things that has happened in the past and we got involved. And you, you, you wouldn't believe it, but if it wasn't for MK, the number of MK members uh, reached out to Eugene Cook. They started working with him. They started showing empathy for him. And uh, they got involved and uh, the one thing led to another. And uh, if it wasn't for MK, I can tell you now, uh, we wouldn't have uh, had the result that we have today. What is it that they see that some South Africans who say, even today, remain adamant that Eugene de Kock should not be free? What, what does the MK he, and what do you see that, we, no, that the rest of the country Perfectly understandable. Missing? Perfectly understandable. You must remember that not everybody uh, experienced or has been involved in the way that we were. I, I can understand. For instance, we uh, during the victor, uh, victim uh, offender dialogue, which we had over the last few months, it was clear to see that some people can forgive him for what they've done. Some people can understand that he's really remorseful. Other people couldn't. Other people couldn't. And he had, uh, he, he, he never resented the fact that they couldn't forgive him. He, he, he not only felt it was within their rights, he could understand why it's impossible for him. And the simple question that he will ask himself, if you have done that to my family, will I be able to forgive you? He says, I don't know. So, how can I expect you to forgive me if I can honestly not say that I will necessarily have forgiven you if that you've done that to my children, to my family, to my wife. So he's, he's, he's got an he's a, a intelligent, interesting way 
of looking at things and he's resentful what he's done. He felt misled for many, many years. He think that uh, that he has been misled with the ideology of apartheid, uh, with the fear of communism. But he also says that ultimately you have to take responsibility for being misled, for uh, not understanding uh, things uh, for the you know in the way they are. So, so he, 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 the interesting thing is he always says that uh, I belong in jail. It's not as if I shouldn't have been in jail. I just hoped that if W. De Klerk and a few of my former comrades would have joined me, they, I, I wanted them here because I think they should take responsibility with me. It's not fair that they're outside, I'm inside. It's fair that we're all inside. And I think all these things, if you if mm-hmm. you put it together, I, I just thought I, this is the type of man I can do business with. So, Pitt, how, how has he changed from when he was leading a head squad for apartheid to who he is now? What, what, what's been that transformation? Well, first of all, he's an old man. He's 66 years old, and uh, so I think uh, with the age... Uh, this, the, you think very, very differently about things. The second thing is that uh, one day he said that if you have killed somebody, that person never goes away. The demons and the ghosts, the spirits is always with you. They never leave you. And he has lived for all these years, 21 years, he has lived with each and every person that is done harm and that is killed in his life. And uh, I think um, for him, it is being released doesn't take that away. It's something that you go to your grave with. If you kill somebody, you that, that it's forever, and uh, that's why he thinks that he, he should be in jail. Is because it, once you've taken somebody else's life, there is actually no forgiveness. He always says that, "Don't forgive me for what I've done," because the the thing about murder is the thing about death is that the person that must forgive you is the one that you've killed. That's why there is no forgiveness for murder and that's why there's no forgiveness for death and he has said that to to some of the people that visited him the family members who walk up to him and said listen <clears throat> we forgive you he says no i you can forgive me for for growing up with your children you can forgive me for growing up with your without your parents but for 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 the for the murder for death there's you can't forgive me i have to live with that for the rest of my life yesterday was his 66th birthday how did he spend it uh, unfortunately, it's part of the, of the minister's agreement with, with or he, the agreement between him and the minister that uh, we will not uh, divulge exactly where he is, when he's released, all these things. So if I tell you how he spent his birthday yesterday, you will know where he is. And I, so I can't say that. Sorry about that. It, it, it almost suggests that he was released prior to this media briefing then. It's quite possible.